kill the coverage and then watch how quickly they forget the same issues people said that we cannot neglect hey what up y'all better late than never right <laughs> it was such a wild memorial day weekend i thought it was sunday when it was monday and then i was supposed to record another pod today i actually tried to record the other pod today and there was tech issues with a co-host and so i said you know what I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to record the sexual intellectual podcast and give the people what I said I'd give them. So here we are a little late, two days late, two days later, but we're here. And so welcome back. This is a sexual intellectual podcast. I am your host, JD Nero, AKA he who pots. And so lots of stuff has happened. And we're going to try to talk about a couple of those things today. So, fresh off the press, a bunch of uh, tech moguls and companies signed a letter to Congress stating that AI is a huge problem and is equivalent to like a nuclear threat. And so that includes the people who made ChatGPT and people working on AI for Google. Big stuff happening here, folks. Wow. And so more to be seen. More will come and I will update you as things happen, but that's the latest with AI and that just is fresh off the press. That happened today, Tuesday, May, what is it, the 31st? Ah, the 30th, May 30th today. And so that's what's going on with AI. I know a lot of people are interested in AI and up in arms about AI and so that's what's going on with that. Now, let's move on to something a little different. So I was reading an article and it was about friends with benefits. And I thought it was really interesting that this article came across my suggestions. Where is said article? Here it is. It was a piece by Forbes and the article is called How to Crack the Friends with Benefits Code According to a Psychologist. And it's basically them speaking about how friends with benefits should or shouldn't go and things like that. I thought it was really interesting. I'm not gonna read y'all the article, but that's what sparked this topic. I like to give credit where credit is due. And so, I thought it was really interesting that they were doing this piece on friends with benefits. And I have experience with friends with benefits, and so I like to talk about a little bit of the pros and cons of friends with benefits. I think what happens is a lot of times people wanna have friends with benefits situations. But what is friends with benefits? Friends with benefits are supposed to be a situation where you have someone who you are friends with and you also have intimate moments with, right? There's physicality, plus there's hangouts and stuff like that. Now, this is one of many situations that can happen that involve physicality. This is not a relationship. Some people view it as the step below a relationship. And... A step above just fuck buddies right and so what are fuck buddies fuck buddies are people who just bang out just have fun and that's it they don't do anything else there's no hanging out we don't go to dinner we just bang out and that's it see you later wham bam thank you ma'am or sir and that's it and so people usually view that as the ground floor friends with benefits is often viewed as somewhere in the middle and then of course the top tier for many people is the relationship the goal of being together and flourishing whatever 
So, friends with benefits can be very good for some people. Keywords here are some people, not everyone and not every situation. Part of friends with benefits that's important that a lot of people don't think about is it helps if you can actually be friends. Meaning it helps if you actually like being around this person, have a connection to this person that's not just physical. If you have things that you can do with this person and enjoy doing with this person that are not just the physicality part, not just the sexual parts, not just the attractive parts, the parts that you're attracted to. If every time you hang out, you want to pull out one of their body parts and put your mouth on them, probably not the best bet friends and benefits situation. Because those other things that they want to do and that they're looking to do, they can't do with you because you don't have any interest in that. You really just want to please them and please yourself and that's fine. Let's be clear, no hate on that. But then it's probably not the best friends with benefits situation. And so here's what I'm going to say. There are pros to friends with benefits, there are cons to friends with benefits. One of the pros is this person wants to hang out with you and you want to hang out with this person. But that can also be a con. It's going to be based on situation. If you feel like, ah, I don't really enjoy being around this person as much, you might not want to spend 24 hours with them. If they say, hey, on your day off, let's just hang out the whole day. The pro is, if they're someone you like kicking it with, you enjoy being around, you have a friendship connection, then that's great. The, the 24 hours will probably go by in a flash. You won't even realize how much time is zipping by, and you'll be having a great time, whether there's intimate moments or not. You just enjoy being around them and you have a great connection. Now, if that's not the case, then this would be a con. Because if they feel differently than you do, if you don't feel like you can really hang out with this person, then it's a con. Another con is, in Friends with Benefits, because this person is single, because this person has free time, they're going to want to be around. It can become a con. Why? Because they want to spend their free time with you, boo! They want to be with you. They want to hang out. They want to spend their time with you. And so this can be a problem because maybe you have shit to do. Or maybe you just don't want to spend your day off hanging out with them. So it could be a pro. It could be a con in that situation. Again, I want to remind you everything I'm saying is based on situations. Friends with benefits change the way that they are, the way that these type of relationships look based on situation, based on your life their life, what the two of you have communicated and set up. And that was one of the things I thought the article really, really painted well. They spoke in depth. Where's my water? Hold on. I need my water to be a little closer. They spoke in depth about communication and how you should have open and great communication and speak all the time about what's going on, where things should be going, what are the rules and all these different things? And I agree. And this also is a pro and a con. There's a pro and a con to this. Open communication is great and should be happening all the time. However, sometimes we communicate too much with our friends with benefits. Sometimes friends with benefits want to tell you everything and anything going on with them. You have to be prepared for that. You could be fine with it, could be a pro. But you may be like, man, I want these motherfuckers to shut up. I don't want to hear about your day, about your family, about your friends. And so that can be a con. It could become overwhelming at times. Again, can't stress this enough, this is going to change based on situation. 
How you feel about that person is probably going to dictate how much you are cool or not cool with hearing about this stuff. Maybe you're okay with them calling and venting and crying to you about the things going on in their life, tumultuous moments that they're going through. However, if you don't feel that way about them, you might be like, damn, this motherfucker calling me again? Oh, man, I got to hear about them again? Your job? Oh, no, not your job. And so it can become overwhelming again. And so a lot of things with friends with benefits are kind of operating in this weird, in the middle, flowy gray area. It's not this, it's not that. And because it's not just fuck buddies and it's not a relationship, it becomes kind of a weird situation sometimes where you're not 100% sure where things should be, what should be shared, what should not be shared. And this is one of the cons. In a fuck buddy situationship, you know the pillow talk is kept to a minimum. You guys are just having fun and that's it. In a relationship tier, you know, hey, it's everything, baby. We are one, we are sharing, we are committed, and these are the things going on. But in friends with benefits, it could get a little murky. This is a con. One of the cons of having friends with benefits is, it's hard to know sometimes where is the line? What are the boundaries? And so you have to establish those boundaries. You and the person you're friends with benefits have to really be good at speaking and communicating and establishing what are the boundaries. Hey, I'm cool with this. I'm not cool with that. I'm cool with these things. I'm not cool with those things. I'm okay with talking about these things. I'm not okay with talking about those things. And it can change. Depending how long you're friends with benefits for, these things might change. Maybe in the beginning, you ain't want to speak about none of your friends, family, job, etc. But now it's been a year and a half, and you're like, man, let me just tell you about what happened today at work. And so it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. And so the Forbes article doesn't really speak about what I'm talking about. They're speaking more about how to make it happen, and they're sharing their things from a psychologist's point of view. I'm not doing that. I'm simply speaking about the pros and cons. And so one of the great things is, and I think this doesn't get stressed enough, is... You can hang out and have a blast with somebody who you're not in a relationship with. You can go drinking, you can go to the movies, you can go bowling, you can do whatever it is y'all like to do. Concerts, the list is, it's, it's, there's no limit, right? It's limitless, like the movie. It's limitless, you can do whatever the two of you enjoy doing together. It's a great time, right? And then, when the great time is over, you can also have great times in the bedroom or the couch or the public place or the car, wherever. Very different than other tiers of relationships. And I don't really like calling these things relationships, but just for argument's sake today, I'm calling them relationships in my personal life. I don't like to call anything a relationship that's not a commitment, but hey, we're trying to keep things simple here. So in these different types of relationships, these things change and this is one of the fly things about having friends with benefits the problem i see today is and this is not really a con this is really something that other people are doing wrong or i see people doing wrong the problem is people want to make anybody and everybody their friends with benefits it's not always possible if you feel you can't tolerate someone and you don't want to be around them they probably should not be your friends with benefits if you feel like I am only attracted to this person, I only want to be physical, I don't want to do other things with them, then they probably shouldn't be your friends with benefits. They should just come over Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock, bang out, and then go home. 
I know that's very specific. That's an example I like to use. But the time frames don't matter. It's whatever you got. Maybe that's from 5 to 6 p.m. while your kid is at karate. I don't know. That's up to you. But my point is, I see a lot of people try to mimic friends with benefits situations and they can't because they don't have a true connection with this person. It has to be someone that you can enjoy kicking it with. You don't mind going out to eat or ordering in and watching a movie. It's someone that you feel very comfortable with, someone who you want to spend time with. If that's not the case, that's probably not someone you should try to be friends with benefits with. Don't force in, don't force yourself and others in the situations that you truly don't belong in. This is something I see very often. It doesn't have to happen. If it's just physical, that's okay. What's most important in any type of relationship is that you are transparent, which means you're keeping it real and telling each other what's really going on, and that you establish what the boundaries are. Establish what it is that you both feel comfortable with, what you're cool with doing, and what you're not cool with doing. And then your situation can flourish. And so I didn't want to go down some long-ass, arduous list of pros and cons. I just wanted to give y'all an overall view and speak about some of the things that I see people doing good and bad in, good and bad with, when it comes to friends and benefits situations. And so that's it. The article's cool. Y'all can go read it. Forbes didn't pay me. It's not an ad. But I saw the article. It came up on my feed, and I thought it was interesting. And it made me think about this topic, because a lot of times, I don't think people should really be friends with benefits. And so here we are. That is my take on friends with benefits and some of the pros and cons. If you have questions, feel free to put them in the comments. And if you would like to talk more about friends with benefits on this platform, we can. Let me know and maybe we can have a deeper dive. If y'all feel y'all need one, you may not. All right, that's it. Let's move on. Now we head over to AP News. AP News wrote an article recently speaking about the latest thing that Montana has done. And I... I am not going to give an opinion on this. I'm simply going to report on it because I think it's wild. Montana governor signs law to define quote-unquote sex as only male or female. And so, pretty simple here. We already spoke about the governor last episode. And so this time the governor has signed into state law. Uh, okay. Republican governor. Ah, I don't know why they always do that. Stop that. The governor of Montana has signed a bill defining the word quote-unquote sex in state law as only male or female, joining Kansas and Tennessee, which have similar laws that LGBTQ plus advocates argue will deny legal recognition to non-binary and transgender people. Medical professionals say, that, say the laws also ignore that some people are born as intersex, a term that encompasses about 60 conditions in which a person person is born with genitalia, reproductive organs, chromosomes, and or hormone levels that don't fit typical definitions of male or female. The sponsor of the bill said the change is needed to clarify a legal standpoint that quote-unquote sex and quote-unquote gender don't mean the same thing. There was an ad there, sorry. The Montana bill is, quote, is an attempt to erase trans non-binary and two-spirit people from the code thereby removing the rights privileges and considerations that trans non-binary and two-spirit people would have 
under the law, said S.K. Rosie last month, testifying against the legislation on behalf of human rights, on behalf of the human rights campaign. That's the end of the article. There's a quick zip by, a zip through of the article. I think what Montana is doing is really wild. We already spoke about the things Montana was doing last pod, and here's Montana again. Montana is doing a lot of different stuff, and I don't think it's all good. Or rather, the Montana governor is doing some wild shit. I think we have to continue to monitor these things. Uh, I don't usually speak about things that are directly involved with LGBTQ plus groups uh, for various reasons because I don't want to step on the wrong toes or I feel like as a straight black man, I have to be very careful what I say about that community because I don't want to be misread. I'm an ally, I stand with them and I don't want them to be, um, not what's the word I want to use here. I don't want them to undergo any more scrutiny than they already are going through. And so that's why I'm reporting on this bill, but not saying much more. I don't think this is good. I don't think, uh, I think there's a lot to say here and I don't really know where to start. So I, that's really why another reason I don't really want to weigh in. But overall, I don't think it's a good thing. I think the Montana governor is really bugging out. And I don't think this is the last thing we're going to see them do to affect human rights and things that are going on. Like, it seems like they're trying hard to affect, to make quick decisions on what they feel are the hot topics. And I think that is not a good look. I think it's a bad move. And I think it can get really dangerous really quickly if they're not careful. And so that's what I'll say that. And yo, get the fuck out of Montana, people. They clearly are not trying to do things that benefit their constituents. That's it for me. It's quick and easy. So you probably heard already by now, but Elon Musk brain implant technology, Neuralink, has been granted FDA approval. And that means it will be happening soon. So let's just hear a little bit about this. Okay. And so Elon Musk, this this is actually from foxbusiness.com. I know. I know y'all didn't expect that, but look at me, you know. And so uh, the headline reads, Elon Musk brain implant technology gains FDA approval. FDA gives Neuralink approval for first in-human clinical trials of brain implant technology. And it says here, Neuralink announced Thursday that it received approval for the food from the Food and Drug Administration slash FDA to conduct its first in-human clinical trials. Quote, we are excited to share that we have received the FDA's approval to launch our first in-human clinical study, the company said in a tweet. It says in the tweet here, which they show, this is the result of incredible work by Neuralink's team in close collaboration with the FDA and represents an important first step that one day will allow our, and it continues. And so it says they are working to develop implants that could someday help people who are paralyzed walk again, as well as help others with neurological issues. And so this is something that they've been working on since 2019, apparently. And here we are, folks. The first clinical trials will begin soon. Anything else here we need? Uh, the company first launched in 2016. We don't really care about that. It says the technology, if successful, would combine artificial intelligence with human capabilities through the use of a brain chip. 
Musk said, and he hopes it would help treat brain disease like Parkinson's, dementia, and Alzheimer's. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Welcome to the Matrix. My man said, what you learned? You, you know how to fly a helicopter? Not yet. I do now. <laughs> Yo, you want to chip in your brain? Do you want to, do you support Neuralink? Do you support what the FDA is doing? I want to know. I want to hear from y'all. What do y'all think about Neuralink and this brain implant? Is it the wave of the future? Should it be trusted? We have the AI companies just saying today, yesterday by the time y'all see this, that AI is dangerous and is crazy and we shouldn't be letting it happen. In you know, we got to be careful. And they're going to put AI right in the brain. What y'all think about that? Would you like some AI all in your mental? I would argue AI is already in your mental, but that's a topic for another time. That's a deeper, darker criminal link. And speaking of deeper, deeper darker criminal links, I want to talk one quick topic. Do I have time? I got a little time, a little, a little, a little time for y'all. I want to talk about Bud Light. Not Buzz Lightyear, Bud Light, the beer. And so I know a lot has been going on with them since they had a campaign or an ad. They say it wasn't a campaign. They had an ad with a transgender influencer. And so a lot of stuff has happened since then. Here's what I think is really interesting. And here's where I think we melanated people can take a look at what is happening with the whites and see what and, and use this as a case study now here's the quick version of what happened there was an ad with a transgender influencer the people who drink bud light did not appreciate this all hell broke loose the company was quiet then they came and said it's not an ad campaign it was just one ad and a lot of their stock went down uh the company who owns them anheuser-busch was like hey we know what's going on we, we, they came out and said it's not an ad campaign and they downplayed what was done. And a lot of people have a lot of mixed feelings. There's people who say it was fucked up that this ad existed in the first place. There's people who say it's fucked up how they're treating the uh, transgender influencer who really was looking out, who really just did a deal with Bud Light. They didn't say looking out. And so there are transgender uh, there's backlash from the transgender community. There's backlash from Bud Light's consumers. And this is why I say we should take notes. A lot of times companies do fucked up shit to us and we let them. We still buy the Gucci even though they have people doing anti-black ads. We still wear all of these different companies. We still support all of these different companies. Now, to be clear, I just told y'all I'm an ally. I think it's fucked up what they've done. And this is why I have not reported on this step by step because things have been happening over months. And I have not said anything publicly because I think they're fucking up. I think what they did with the transgender influencer was smart. I think it shows that they're ahead of the game. They see someone with influence, they tried to tie themselves to them, and they got backlash from their white consumers who are probably conservatives and don't want to see that type of thing happening. I think that part is fucked up. I think they started off good and fucked up and 
they could have done a big pivot in a good way and they probably would have got a lot of love from the LGBTQ plus community. They didn't do that. Here's where the case study part comes in. The white people who drink Bud Light, the people who mostly consume Anheuser-Busch's products, stop buying. They boycotted. They stopped buying the company's product and sales went down. And now, late last week, Bud, uh, excuse me, Anheuser-Busch is saying not only are they hurting in sales, but they are hurting so badly that they may be giving people money back. We're talking discounts. We're talking money back. We're talking big things that are coming from people boycotting. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, use this as a case study, my melanated brothers and sisters. They spoke with their dollars. They stopped giving Bud Light the dollars. And in turn, what happened? Bud Light stock went down. Bud Light lost lots of money. Bud Light is hurting. And the parent company has not only stepped in, but is talking about giving people their money back and doing crazy shit to get those customers back. This is what we should be doing. Yeah, we should. Again, I'm not excusing what they did to the transgender uh, influencer. I think all of that stuff is messed up. But look at how the tune has changed simply because of the almighty dollar. So what I say, I say melanated brothers and sisters, stop supporting companies that don't support you. When they put a monkey on the sweater, when they have people in blackface, when they do all of these different things, stop supporting these companies. Use your dollars to truly speak about what you want. Your dollars are what support or deny the things these companies are doing. If their bottom line is hurting enough, the tune will change. Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, or however the hell you pronounce it, are proof of this. We should be using this as a case study and doing the same thing that their consumers did and not spending our money on a company that does not reflect the values and the ideology that we have. Does that mean everybody you don't see eye to eye with, you cut off? No. But when they come out and do some anti-black shit, then don't spend your dollars in that company. And that's it for today, folks. I will see y'all next week.